Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus, the podcast where we talk about your favorite TV shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we are talking about The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, the premiere. I'm so excited. Renee is here. Hi, Renee. How's it going? Hello. It's going well for me. I'm excited to start our discussion. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I, I've been reading so much. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about even social media. Like yeah. Everybody's talking about it. There are a lot of podcasts out there on it, which I find so exciting. That's yeah, it so great that so many people are watching this. So uh, there are just so many fans. And I'm just really thrilled that it's here. Yeah. And so many people are thrilled that it's here. And so we are going to get to it. And we are going to start off with our question of the day. And in this episode, and even the whole season, we know it's about this epic love story between them, those two, Rick and Michonne. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering, what should we do as the question of the day? And I thought, wouldn't it just be fitting to do what is your favorite love story on TV or movies? So what is yours, Renee? So I guess I was thinking The Walking Dead. I didn't think, expand my, uh, hmm, now I got to think. I, was, I guess I was just concentrating on The Walking Dead. I didn't know we were going to expand it that wide. So let it, me... it, whatever, whatever <laughs> works for you. You can give me two answers if you want. <laughs> One well, in okay, The Walking my, Dead. And all right. Well, my Walking Dead is always Glenn and Maggie. And, they're, you know, they're not really, they've never been like two of my absolute favorite characters. I, I mean, I like both of them, but they haven't been like my top. But I just think I loved it so much because we saw it from the beginning. And we saw where, you know, they were both, she's frustrated and he's, fr and then you're like, oh, they have to get together kind of thing. And then, and then we got to just see it all play out. And so I've just always loved their story. I just think it was sweet and everything. And. So that was that one. But, oh, wow. I think I'm going to let you answer so that I can think for a second for like a wider answer. <laughs> well, I was not thinking The Walking Dead. But now that you've brought that into my you know, brain, I would have to agree because I just love them. And you're right. We saw them from the beginning. And Glenn is like my favorite character, you know, right alongside Rick. So how could it not be him and Maggie and just how we saw them throughout the seasons and at the prison when they were apart and having to get back together and then just his mm -hmm. death and just everything. Yeah. So their love story in The Walking Dead, I would agree. But then of course, now we have Rick and Michonne that is just so electric. And so I'm so excited about it. So what other love story comes to mind for you? So probably the first one that popped into my head then when you said that a wider thought process here, I I always love Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennett in Pride and Prejudice. And I've seen, you know, several versions of it and I always love them. <laughs> it doesn't matter which version it is. I just love it. <laughs> oh, that's a great pick. I, well, the first one that came to me was you know jack and rose on titanic yeah, was I, I love titanic and it is one of my favorite films so mm -hmm. uh, that's what comes to mind immediately so that is probably what i will have to say there's so many more yeah. there's the notebook uh, <laughs> uh that is so good too and i love in the notebook because we see them 
mm. uh, span yeah. decades or whole life. And mm-hmm. so, oh my God, love stories. I love love stories. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> We've got some good ones here. So friends out there, we would love to know what is your favorite love story, either on The Walking Dead or anywhere out there in the TV and movie universe. We would love to know. You can put your comments here on YouTube or on any of our social media at Screens in Focus. All the links are in our show notes. And also you can find them at screensinfocus.com. We can't wait to hear from you because we want to hear what your favorite love story is. All right. So let's get to news. Do you have any news, Renee? Well, on one of the clips or I guess commercial or whatever, I missed this, but someone posted on Twitter that there was a, you know, the Daryl Dixon will start this summer. And I, I completely missed it. I don't know what I was doing, but I missed that. So I was glad somebody screenshot it and put it on Twitter. So that summer, you know, it's kind of broad, but we're still getting it narrowed down a little bit anyway. We don't have to wait till the fall. So yes. season two, the book of Carol this summer. So that's exciting. Do you know that I just realized when you said that, that I saw that also, but it didn't dawn on me that we were thinking it's the fall. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I just saw that it said summer also. Yeah. Which so, I mean, cause I guess I, cause it would, I thought it would start like in September. Cause I think that's when the last season, the first season premiered of Daryl Dixon. So I thought, oh, those kind of keep it the same. Like they always did with the walking dead or it was October, whatever it was. And yeah. So it's interesting to see what summer means. Yeah, because Daryl Dixon is so good. I'm really excited for that one too. I think the only news that I want to share is, again, the Oscars are premiering on March 10th, and we are putting out a podcast next week on the nominees. So look for that next week. I it, There are some really good movies out there, really good performances. So I'm really excited about that. But I think that's it for our news. And we're going to just dig into this because it's so exciting. So The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, was jam-packed with excitement and information. And we learned Rick has been in a secret city where no one leaves, and it's protected from walkers by the CRM. Rick makes desperate attempts to get home to his family, to Michonne, but is faced with constant obstacles. And so we also see Rick in a range of emotions throughout this episode. So Renee, what were your initial reaction and thoughts on the whole episode? I I thought it was a fantastic opening to this series. You know, we've been waiting for this forever, or it seems like forever. It's pretty much been forever. <laughs> but I love, I just loved how they did it. I loved how I I saw a lot of some negative about Rick's narration through the whole thing. I loved that. I was like, he's penning these letters to Michonne, but he's, you know, this, he's, he's reading those out loud while telling the viewers what's been going on with him. I thought it was a brilliant way to, to get those fill in those blanks of where the heck has Rick been for the past seven years. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah, I just loved that whole you know, or I guess seven years since he left or whatever, but I really enjoyed that. And I really love those dream sequences with him and Michonne because we never got like this flirty courtship piece to their relationship, you know? And so it was fun to see that even though it was a dream, it was so just so much fun. And so I just think overall, 
you know, I, I'm enjoying these new characters we're being introduced to. They're, they all have their, you know, you get your comedic relief and you got these serious ones. You got, you know, just, just so, uh, such a variety. And I was so surprised that they gave us that reunion at the end in this episode. I expected not to see it till, I don't know, episode three or four, you know? <laughs> and so I was, I was pleasantly surprised with that. And I thought it was a very interesting, uh, they asked an Igrera cause she was very, they were very involved in this episode besides executive producing, acting, and they wrote and all this. She said, we had to get into the meat of the story. And I was like, yes, girl, that's exactly yes. what we needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> so thankful yeah. for that. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love that she is a part of this. Mm-hmm course acting in it but i mean such a part of it as an executive producer and that she writes i don't know if she just writes four or she writes a part of all of them but i i know no, the first one the first one they all wrote together and then her yeah the fourth one is supposed to be like rashon's sent i mean like they you know she wrote that one and i it's yeah so i'm excited for that one <laughs> yeah I'm excited too. I'm excited for all of them. But uh, what I want to say is I love that she put her touch into this because I was just hearing she was on, and I'm getting a little bit sidetracked, but I just have to give this information. She was on Kelly Clarkson Mm -hmm. and she had said that she had sent clips to Andrew and Scott about Bridgerton (laughs) moments of, of, what she feels a love story should entail. Mm-hmm. And she sent it to them so that they would understand <laughs> what needed to be in this love story of theirs. And I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. Tanali, that is just right on. So perfect. I love it. Andrew Lincoln but, had shared that a while ago that he, he talked about that a while ago. So I had, yeah. written, I wrote an article and it said, things are about to get steamy on the ones who live because they're using. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah. really fun that she, yeah. Cause I saw that clip. It was shared with me today and I thought that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's so Teaching awesome. the guys about romance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I guess my initial reaction was, there was so much happening that I was trying to like grasp at everything and I, and I couldn't. And I was, my brain was like an overload because there was Easter eggs dropped and then just different things. And I was trying to catch, and then the time jumps <laughs> that were happening. And I, I just knew it had so much information and I knew that one time around was not going to cut it. But of course, I was excited. I was shocked with what happened initially. And we're going to get into that in the first (laughs) scene. We see what happens to Omaha, which we know from the world beyond what happened there. And I, I totally love the narration by Rick. I love narration in movies and TV shows, because it fills in what people are feeling, what they're Mm -hmm. thinking, how much time has passed. It's just a good way to give us all the information because you can't show it all. Mm -hmm. You cannot show it all. It would take so long to do that. So I just really love that. And also to see Rick. Okay, one, we've been wanting to see Rick for Mm -hmm. so long. We finally get to see him. And we also get to see him in all these emotions in one episode. He's defeated. He is suicidal. He is heartbroken. And then in the dreams, it's 
you know, you're so happy and he's so, uh, that just smile that he has, I, it's epic. It's revealing. It's satisfying, but it's also terrifying. <laughs> and the dreams are really nice, which we'll talk about too. But, and then we'll, we'll also talk about the big payoff at the end, which you kind of already said. But yes, it was, uh, it was magical and I loved it. So, all right. So what was a highlight or was there a theme that stuck out to you? What, what stood out to you? A couple of things. The first thing that I really liked was how they tied this story to world beyond because I've been, you know, I've been trying to tell people watch. I know it's, it's not the easiest watch for some people, but there's a lot of meat in there about the CRM that's important. And, and they did fill in some of the stuff in this series, but you know, there's still pieces that they couldn't convey at all. You know, they, they tried to feed us some little bits and pieces, which was really good. But I, I loved how they did that, you know, with the, you know, the images at the beginning, they had, you know, there was, you know, showing, showing pictures of Portland and Omaha and this and that, you know, like in the opening sequence, they showed you those maps and things. And I love how they tied that together. You even saw the fallout area in Texas from Teddy's, you know, a nuclear. Yeah. Yeah. I loved how they tied that stuff together, but it's most, especially the world beyond stuff that we learned. If you watch World Beyond, you know what happens to Omaha in that a little bit more detail. And then it was interesting to see what was the CRM was fed, what information yeah. like that in the Civic Republic. They were like, oh, we don't know what happened. Oh, we think this, yes. oh, we're going to send a reconnaissance. Uh, no, you blew them up. You, you know, you used your chlorine gas to do all this, you know. So that, that was, it was just really cool how they pieced that together. And then, yeah, Rick, how you mentioned about his just how much he has changed from the Rick Grimes we last saw sacrificing himself for his family, friends and everyone, you know, and he is, you know, what his fifth attempt that we saw, we saw his fifth attempt, a failed attempt to break out again. And he just wants to get back to his family. And so he, yeah, he, yeah, it's just, it's hard to see Rick in that position because I mean, he's still very determined. He still has possesses a lot of those good qualities, but it was just difficult to see him in the state that he's in. So yeah, it was, those were just two of the main things that really stood out to me. <laughs> we knew he'd be fighting to get back. We just couldn't figure out what had such a hold on him mm -hmm. to, so that he wouldn't be able to get out. Cause we thought, I even thought, could he have amnesia? I mean, you yeah, know, I thought that, yeah. you knocked in the head and yeah. you know who the heck you are. Uh, so, so I think that they had to show this, right? They had to show all his attempts to escape. And like I said, that opening scene where he loses his hand, chops it off. Of course, we know it's from the comic books and mm -hmm. it's from season three from with the governor, I believe in the comic books. Yeah. The governor chops his hand off early. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't go through that. And I had heard that Andrew Lincoln wanted it all along and they like, no, 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 let's not do that. Let's not do that. So now that uh, the ones who live is here, he wanted to do it. And so finally, I think they reluctantly said, okay, okay. And even when it was going to happen, because you know, it can happen. And of course, everybody was out there like months ago saying he doesn't have a hand in this picture. Or, I don't think he has a hand. And you're like, no, please, no, because <laughs> you don't want that to happen to him. And for him to be tethered like that, run out and know he has to do it. He has to chop off his hand in order to get home. And then he does it. And then they capture him. 
Oh, Lordy, Lord, Lord. I'm like, oh my gosh, please. No, you can't do this. You can't take his hand. But uh, so, but I think it's showing how dedicated he is mm-hmm. to getting back home, how much it means to him and the extent he'll go to to do that. So mm-hmm. also we see the range of emotions that he goes through. Yeah. And when he's making his, his uh, final attempt, I think it's basically his final attempt that we've seen in this first episode. And he's this close to what he thinks of making it out. He ends up seeing that little girl. Mm-hmm. And it's like you and I had talked about in the very first episode, we had talked about in the Walking Dead Rick Grimes Journey podcast episodes that we just released last week and the week before, we talked about Rick leaving his family to go help Merle, somebody he didn't know at all, and for a character that wasn't likable. And I, this girl, I, we don't know this little girl, and of course, I'm sure she's likable, but the whole point is it's for someone he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And he's so close, but he can't. He yep. can't because this is so him. This this is what makes Rick so compelling, and why we love him as a <laughs> hero and as a character. So, you know, I like that they showcase that, and of course, the ending. The ending with Michonne, <laughs> and you had uh, mentioned how you weren't expecting it. And I realized so many people out there were saying the same thing. I don't know if I expected it or didn't. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was that surprised, but I was so thrilled that I just screamed when it (laughs) happened because I I was so thrilled, so thrilled that they, they, it was that moment that we all waited for, for them to actually really see each other after all these years and it was just really satisfying <laughs> really satisfying all right so let's talk about the other characters <laughs> in the series so who do you want to talk about who sticks out to you who do you like who don't you like what do you think well so far i think i like almost everybody they've introduced the new ones i i had put down like uh a kind of a trait for like like Esteban and his you know his humor, and then Okafor and his morality. How he you know he follows that moral compass and didn't let you know didn't go win to Philadelphia and destroy it. You know so he follows that and stuff. And then Pearl Thorne's strength. That woman is just she's impressive. I really really like her. You know, and so I those three were just really stood out and they were just very very different people but it was really fun to you know to meet them and get introduced and stuff even though one of them we lost already yeah what about the crm what do you think about them so what we learn well see a lot of it you know you a lot of the stuff was already learned you know in world beyond yeah you know we knew beale was a snake we knew he is ruthless he expects to be respected he expects to be obeyed and that was you know he gave he gave the order to have Omaha and the campus colony destroyed and Portland, but luck they, you know, thwarted that. So that didn't happen, but you know, he made it out like, Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like, he didn't know, like he wasn't involved in that, but I enjoyed his conversation with Rick on the bench because it was like these two men trying to size each other up 
And they're also trying to figure each other out, figure out the other other one's secrets as they're trying to keep their own secrets. Yeah. (laughs) Who's lying? Who's telling the truth kind of thing. And so I did enjoy it. But the CRM, I'm glad that it's the little bits that we've seen in like, you know, Fear or Walking Dead never really gave a lot of detail. World Beyond did give some more detail and now we're getting even more. So it, it was interesting to me to understand more about the calling facilities because they didn't really explain that as well in world beyond or at least i didn't catch on to it as well that they like the six years thing i don't think that was ever mentioned no and so i was like interesting and i love how that is like their first wall of fortification you know the the walkers don't get past that they don't get into the hidden city you know they are on this side that that's their first line of defense and so i thought that was really interesting and it makes sense to do it that way and then to give these people a chance to prove themselves that they're you know going to fight for the city and do, you know, do all these things. So, yeah. so I thought it was, I thought it was fascinating to learn more about how everything works with those, you know, those facilities and the CRM being a, a branch of the civic Republic, but they do their own thing without the civic Republic knowing what they're doing. So yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting that they said, I can't remember who says it, <laughs> but that the city, you know, and the CRM are, or that the city is governing itself. I'm just still, I find that so interesting. I feel like the CRM would be in control of the city. Well, usually it's, there's a higher up in charge of the military, not the other way around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. The military is the protection and that kind of thing. You know, your city, like whatever entities here, and then they filters down to like a military unit. But in this case, it's like they're here, <laughs> you know, the yeah. city does their thing and they do their thing. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it, it, it is very, yeah. And it's I, surprising to me in a way. But I think that's part of Okafor. I think that's part of what he was trying to say was there's all this stuff that needs changed. Like yeah. killing all the A's. That's a, that's stupid. Why would you want to kill all the leaders? But they do it so they can yeah. keep control. They keep the B's. Yeah. So they can control them and they can make them into sheep and do what they want them to do. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, it is, it's very interesting. It It is because that's why I was saying there's so many revelations about this place. And like you said, about the six years, and that's a long time. Yeah. But, you know, Esteban, you know, talks about it, right? Because mm-hmm. his character kind of lets us learn more about how that happens because mm-hmm. he's an example of of what that is. I just thought that that was very interesting to learn about them and, and being a secret city. And I thought, how can mm-hmm. you be a secret city? Mm-hmm. Like all these other places, don't you? I, I know every once in a while they would see a helicopter, mm-hmm. but all the places that they travel, don't you think they would see helicopters all the time? And wonder, why wouldn't people gravitate to where they see these helicopters? Because if I saw a helicopter and I'm in a zombie apocalypse, I'm going to go find, I'm. let's travel that way and yeah. see what we find over there. But I think that's what happens. I mean, people come there, I don't know, and they have that, whatever their screen, we don't know their screening process for A's and B's, how they figure that part out. So there must be, you know, like a, the CRM is the first line of defense for this hidden city to keep it hidden, to keep their secrets, to keep their resources. I mean, that's why they destroyed Omaha, because they knew they were never going to become self, self-sufficient. 
you know, they were like, they're going to just be a drain on our resources forever because they can't figure it out. They can't get their act together and, you know, be self-sufficient. So instead of trying to figure that out, they just destroy them. Do you think, is that what it was? Because mm -hmm. I was trying to recall. Yeah, it was. And yeah. is that, is that what we learned in the world beyond? Yeah. Or, yep. Okay. Because yeah. I, and they just, you know, they're like, they're just, all they're going to do is continue to suck us dry. So we're not doing that because we have to protect the secrecy. You know, and it's always been one of those things where it, you know, it's, the secret part of it, I think, is the fact that they, it's very, if you look, there was a, I saw somebody did a screenshot of, of the park where, you know, Rick met Esteban inside and then a, a view out, like the park was in this thing and you could not, because of the way they didn't fix any of the buildings, the buildings are still all dilapidated and look, you know, all a mess. So you can't tell that down inside there, there's this beautiful park and things like that. So they've, wow. They've kept it that way for a reason because even Omaha and Portland had no idea where they were located. These newcomers are coming in. They're screening them somehow. They got their A's and their B's and they're doing their thing there. But the B's are going to work. So, you know, I think they are coming because there's several of the I forget how many I read somewhere how many facilities there are surrounding the city. There's several of them. Makes sense. I mean, like, if you think about it, that's a very good way to keep what you have inside protected. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Donald Okafor, mm -hmm. who's played by Craig Tate, and he did an amazing job. So, was this, here, this one episode, I was surprised at the end when he didn't make it, but, you know, he's the one who sees something in Rick mm -hmm. and, uh, wants him to be a leader, sees that he's an A, and sees that Pearl Thorne is an A. Mm -hmm. And if anybody is unclear, A's are leaders and B's are just regular survivors, like just would be me, <laughs> I would be a definite B. And that they, the CRM wants to get rid of all the A's because like you said, they don't want them you know, get any ideas about overthrowing anybody, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just keep er the control and everybody in line. So it, it's, that was a big revelation because we all wondered finally, do well, are we going to find out what an A is and what a B is? And in finding that out and mm -hmm. learning all this, we realize now that Jadis at that moment was protecting mm -hmm. Rick when mm -hmm. she said that because she knew with this new information that we have now, she knew that he would be killed if she said, mm -hmm. I have an A. Yeah. So here we've been wondering for five plus years what that meant. <laughs> Finally get to learn what it means. And I do want to say I liked Esteban a lot. Yeah, I, I kept too. saying, I hope you don't double cross him somehow. I was just a little tiny bit worried, but just his I'm personality. Yeah, it's a little worried that he shared that information with Rick because that could jeopardize everything he's worked for if they would like catch on to that, which I, they probably won't since it's, oh, that's, you know, he didn't escape and, you know, and none of that went through. But it's still, you're like, dang, dude, don't mess this up. You worked so hard for this. Yeah. And, it, and the actor, he is a comedian, like a stand up comedian. And he I had, I, like it. I wrote an article about him. So I did a lot of research. He has a podcast, huh? he has uh, all these different things. And he is, I watched a little clip of one of his stand up things. That man yeah. is funny. <laughs> oh, I have to check it out. And yeah. everybody, make sure you check out Renee, Undead Walking, <laughs> and follow her. Uh, because, yeah, I would love to read that article. I'm sure it's in your newsletter, right? Is it? Did, 
did it come out a while back or just this last week? I feel yesterday? like it, I think I put the article out. I want to say Monday. I think it was Monday. I don't even know what okay. Tuesday. So it must have been Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have to check that out. Yeah. See that. But yeah, I really do like his personality. And yeah. it's funny. He does feel like a comedian that yeah. he's got that. I don't know, vibe about him. So and I loved when he said that about touching his, you know, can I touch it? You know, and it reminds me of, of Milton back when he would <laughs> touch Herschel. Yes, to Herschel. Like, buy me yes. a drink first or buy me dinner yes. first. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Outstanding. <laughs> can I touch it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you had talked about Pearl and I, I like her, although I can't always understand her, to be perfectly honest. I had yeah, a her lot accent. of troubles mm-hmm. understanding what she was saying, and I tried so hard. Also, there are new words, because they do call the walkers She said it, and, but, and she has her, the accent, and, and that's not really her accent, though, I don't think, right? I guess I, she's, so I don't believe so, but I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think she took on that accent to mm-hmm. do this role, I, I believe, but I'm not 100% sure. So I had trouble understanding her, especially the mm-hmm. first time. Then when I went back the second time, I, I was following so much mm-hmm. uh, better along to figure out what she was saying. But I almost still have to learn more about her because she was pretty feisty and angry mm-hmm. and I you know, but she has helped Rick some. So it's like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I think uh, she, she's very observant. She listens very intently. Like she understood when all that information came out about Omaha, she's like, yeah, they would have seen that horde coming. You know, she, you know, she was not buying that, that the CRM had didn't know what was happening. You know, that's when she came to Rick in the room and she's yeah. like, yes, I know Civic Republic is still here. And that, they, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Omaha is dead. So, yeah. It, yeah. So she's, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what role she, you know, how her role continues. Right. Right. Exactly. And General Beale, we just got, you know, got some glimpse into him, like you said, when he was assessing Rick and they were having that conversation. So, and then Rick has to, you know, get up and salute him. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're in the military. All right. Uh, you get do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else we want to say before we get to that ending portion, but we'll just dive in. So it's been, I'm sorry, time has elapsed because they talk about it and uh, they do say now on the screen when mm-hmm. we're watching it. And so they're in this helicopter and isn't it amazing that Rick is, you know, the pilot here? I mean, it's just, it's crazy to see him in a helicopter. I'm thinking, can he just steer it home? <laughs> <laughs> Take everybody with him and go home. It was, it was a cool ending, of course. And then it's shot down and Okafor is killed at that point, And then it crashes. And then, of course, they come running out and tumbling out because of the, you know, I, I don't even know how, how they're shot down. I don't know if you saw any of that well, or not. I just, when Okafor was, there was something that went into his chest. So I don't know what they were shooting, but it's, it was protruding from his chest. So I don't, right. I'm not sure what, cause then you heard more shots coming of whatever yes. it was. So yeah. I, I, I'm not quite sure what it was, but 
<laughs> it was enough but to anyways, bring them down. <laughs> yeah. To bring them down. Yeah. And then everybody's scrambling and here comes somebody slicing people's necks. And of course you're like, Who's that person with that guitar? I saw the costume just at that. And I was like, no. (laughs) Thank goodness she was flipping off those helmets before she sliced the neck. And then that moment, didn't it seem like it was like slow motion? Yeah. Oh, and just the look on his face because one, he's, you know, just been almost blown up and tossed all over the place. And their their looks were just perfect. Perfect. So what did you think of that whole ending? So I loved the, so the first thing when I saw him flying the helicopter, I thought back to season one when Morales called him helicopter boy, because he told them he saw that helicopter in Atlanta. And they're like, you did not see a helicopter. You're imagining that. And Morales says, helicopter says, Hey, something helicopter boy or whatever. So I thought that was hilarious. That well, you're good for remembering. <laughs> so that kind of came full circle. I like that, but I really, really enjoyed hearing Rick's story about him and his mm. family because we had never heard that before. So to know that he grew up on a farm, you know, all these things, and that is why <laughs> that I is got chills, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> but that story is why him and Herschel bonded like they did because he had always thought his father was this upright honest man and probably other than what he did to save his family he probably was but then he meets herschel who is this man that like was the man he thought his dad was i mean i just there was so much to go i was like that little story i was like oh <gasps> it was just that was so impactful because of course we all thought of herschel because it's the farmer and you know all that stuff yeah. And i just yeah i just loved hearing that I thought that was just wonderful and I loved you know what Okafor said to him you know about I don't know how that's going to play out before he was killed you know he's and he did say at that point this past year I I love how they like they put it in there okay a year had passed a year had passed because he you know they tasked him and Thorne to build that facility in a year and so then okay that's done so okay we had a year there and then he says oh this past year you know and so it was great how they did that to show us how these you know, these years have passed, but I loved how he told him he didn't know what's going to happen and all this stuff. I didn't understand about the sword part. Did you understand that? What sword part? What do you mean? So he said, I got to remember how he said this. Who said? Okafor? Okafor said to Rick, so he started out and said, it's been a year. I know you're the right thing for this force, Rick. I know you're the right thing for this plan. No more A's and B's, no more Omaha's. You know, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I still don't know how it's all going to work out. So I'll tell you one more secret. When you get to that point, swear on the sword. Don't let it take. You'll know. Trust me. You'll know. And I don't know. I, and I, I guess I haven't looked. I had really a lot of time to look to see what other thoughts were on that, but I don't know what that means. So. Yeah, I feel like I need to hear the intention, like the way that it's saying for me. Mm-hmm. I, now I'm going to have to go back and look yeah, again. Right, right before he's killed. It's at the last words he says before he, that thing goes through his chest. Well, so. okay. So I, I do want to talk about this. So you're right at a good point. The, also, I, I want to back up. I want to come back to this. So let's not forget that this part. But I want to back up just a minute because I wanted to bring up that the decision that Okafor made because he had a wife in... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marines mm-hmm. and the Marines were going to 
I'm sorry, I'm a little g- confused. They were going to bomb, was that? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought, right? They were going to do that because that was their orders. But then he had to decide, am I going to save this quantity of people, smaller quantity that has my wife in it, or am I going to save hundreds of thousands of people? And he chose to save hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know that I could have done that knowing my loved one is in this, but then you have two people that are committed to what they need to do. But wow. Didn't he say something about, cause they were supposed to liquidate So like the Marines were in there, they were going to bomb all this other area. Then the Marines were going to go out and then liquefy their, you know, get rid of everybody else, any survivors. So I was under like, kind of, I, uh, and again, I'll have to go back and listen to this, but I thought he said, I didn't want to be a part of that. And neither did my wife. Like I felt like it was a conversation they had and she told him what to do. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but he said something about her not agreeing with that decision, you know, that to have them there. So, I, and maybe I misheard that. I don't know either. I'm not sh- for sure. I mean, that would make, cause I thought, wow, you, you lost your or, you know, you killed your wife basically mm-hmm. in that. But I thought maybe because she was committed to being the Marine that she was and doing what she had to do. I don't know. Maybe that is true. Maybe, I don't know. She felt that wasn't right, but she was still killed <laughs> in that <laughs> uh, with all those people. And we also didn't talk about, okay, we're going to get back to where you were at. But I do also want to say the moment that Rick was so low. Yeah. That he almost cut his neck because he at that point was told that he and Thorne were going to go to Oregon and build the new military base there. And that's a a year. And he's thinking, shit, I'm going to go all the way to Oregon. I'm right here close to where Michonne and my family are. And now you're going to take me way over there. He's probably thinking, no, I I can't do this. Mm -hmm. You know, no, I'm going to off myself. But then he just couldn't do it. And I'm so glad. One, of course, I'm glad. But two, because there's always something that shifts and changes always. Just like for Michonne, which we had talked about in a previous podcast too, about your journey and how it just takes a little bit of a shift, just a slight shift, a little more time, anything, thing, anything can change and, and, and magic can happen for you and, and dreams can come true and, and, and relationships and just all kinds of things. So I'm so glad, but the fact that he was so low that he almost did that is just heartbreaking mm-hmm. to see yeah. him that way. But you can, understand why he's feeling that way it's attempt after attempt mm-hmm. after attempt and when he when he yells at okafor for saying michonne's name and he's like oh, oh i love that <laughs> i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm like you go rick <laughs> which reminds me oh wait did you see this too see i'm all over the place sorry you guys i'm just all over the place <laughs> <So exciting. laughs> but did you see this too that in the premiere their conversation about the premiere that michonne or Dadai says michonne probably fell in love with Rick inadvertently when he bit Joe <laughs> the claimer's neck. And 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 everybody's like, whoa. And then Andrew's all was. <laughs> She's all, yeah, because you did that for your family. 
It's like, yes. yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so anyway, so it's just something about a man fighting for his family, yep. man, That's just it. doing everything he can. So, and that's, you know, here how he was with, mm -hmm. you know, Okafor. He's like, don't you say Michonne's name. And this is my family. And even tells, I think he even yells at Thorne, my family's still out there. Yeah. You know, Michonne is still out there. And then she says, yeah, but we're not. We're, mm -hmm. It's not that they're not there. It's that we're not here mm -hmm. or something to that effect. But which actually was a pretty good line. Okay, so all of that, jump forward back to the helicopter, back to what you were saying, and Rick having that that story about his father, mm -hmm. and th there's so many thoughts right now going through my mind, but what I wanted to say was Rick saw his father, for a moment he thought he was a monster, but then he felt, oh, my dad saved all of us. And then the mom goes to tell him later, you know, your dad did that on purpose. It wasn't a lightning mm -hmm. bolt that can't, caught this on fire. Your dad did this, I, I guess, to what claim insurance money, do whatever mm -hmm. it is that they need to do. And he realized that his dad had done something dishonest, which he didn't, you know, which he thought, oh, wow, my dad did something dishonest. But my dad did that because and because we had to survive. Mm -hmm. We had to survive, which two thoughts go through my head. One is he did that with Carl, right? Mm -hmm. Because Carl had saw him when he bit this guy's neck mm -hmm. out and then he gutted that other guy that was had Carl. Mm -hmm. You know, he saw him do all of that. He's He's, you know. Carl saw his dad do so many terrible <laughs> things. And again, Carl knew that later on, he said, dad, you had to do all the things that you had to do for us to survive. So one, it reminded me of that. And also it makes me feel like this is Rick's shift and what Okafor told him, even though I'm not, we're not exactly sure <laughs> the exact words, but I think he was saying, I think anyways, I think Okafor was saying basically don't lose that vision that you have, you have the leadership and you have, you can change this. You can change this for everybody. You can uh, help save all these people. And I just, I'm afraid, even though I think that that's commendable and that's amazing, I'm afraid that that's the shift that Rick is at. Mm -hmm. because he says something also i don't know if it's then or at some point and he says basically like i think when he threw all his stuff out uh for michonne and everything it's basically like i'm dead already i was about to kill myself and i didn't but basically i'm dead to ever to all of you i, I those weren't his exact words mm -hmm. but that was the intention that i was getting from it a anyway all of that to say, I'm afraid that now that him and Michonne have seen each other, that he's going to do what he did to Lori and Carl and say, ah, I love you. We're reunited, but I got to go help people <laughs> over here. And that that's going to cause, you know, I don't know what, because Michonne is going through all this journey that mm -hmm. we're not, we're going to see hopefully the next episode. And she's going to have her stance too. Mm-hmm. Just like Okafor and his wife had two different stances, possibly, right? And now Rick and Michonne could have two different stances because of where they've come from, mm -hmm. just like 
Alex had a difference with Daryl's, had a difference with Maggie, with Hamlin Negan. So everybody has their own way of dealing with stuff. I've talked a lot. You say something. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm listening and getting intently. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I think even you know the synop- the official synopsis that w- it's kind of weird how they have it worded. I mean, the whole they've used the same things in AMC, but it's, to me, it's very weirdly worded. But you know, they say in there, are they going to be able to come back together? You know, which of course yeah. is probably just throwing us off to think, oh no. But at the same yeah. time, I feel like there will be some issues there that they yes. have to be resolved because. You know, it's hard to know what, I mean, she, we see these emotions in these little teasers. We don't, you know, we can't put the pieces together, but we see she, you know, she's going through a lot to find him. And, you know, knowing Michonne, it's not just been this, okay, I'm finding Rick. She too helps people. So she is doing this or that, you know, and we see you know, I think she's got some allies and things that are helping her as well, you know, and, and one of the teasers shows, you know, they must be somewhere they're close to the CRM because they, there's gas, you know, the gas, she yells scatter. Yes. They put things on their face and that, that chlorine gas is coming at them, you know, or that's, I guess what, that's what it is. So, you know, she's going through a lot as well. So it'll be, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be so in, I mean, I think their first reactions will be, oh, you know, so excited to see each other. But then logistically, how does that all go together? And how do they become Rick and Michonne again? You know, mm-hmm. and um, it's going to be a journey. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And in a love story, there's always a, com- a, yeah. a conflict or an obstacle or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Even in all those other love stories that we talked about at the beginning, there's always something. Yeah, there's always something. But they come together at the end. So that's the... Yes, they do. <laughs> that's what we're going to hang we're on to. <laughs> so were there any any other tidbits that came to mind or the production or behind the scenes? Anything else you want to bring up about this episode? One thing I thought that was pretty funny, I saw several people are like, why didn't Rick just cut the tether instead of his hand? <laughs> the knife was the axe wasn't sharp enough, maybe. I don't know, but I thought, wow, that is a good point. <laughs> I was just focused on how he was going to cauterize that thing. I knew yeah. he was going to stick it in that zombie, you know? <laughs> I was yeah. like, he's got to stick it in that burning walker. I don't know. I just, I loved his, his yeah, his arm, new arm was so cool. You know, that was, you know, I guess that was, but part of the reason they never did this because it's so expensive like cgi and all this stuff you know, they didn't couldn't you know to take someone you know just do all that stuff it's but now with this big giant budget they have for this series they're like yeah okay we can l- rick lose his arm now you know and so i thought that was it you know it was and of course it was spoiled i people were just all over talking about it and posting everything so it was pretty spoiled but it was still cool to see it and everything and you yeah. know so yeah, i thought that was kind of a neat add into this and just give give rick one more obstacle to overcome and all this that he's I trying know. to do well and i thought that it must be so tough to go around without uh, a hand and i and i thought about that with merle and with aaron and just everybody dealing mm-hmm. and, and herschel not having a leg yeah. and just how do you film this and get around with this i mean every day if you especially if you're in it the mm-hmm. tell the show a lot 
how are you going to get along? But I love that they immediately, not immediately, but you know, they put that glove on him and it's a cool looking glove and it has that knife. And I thought, ah, you're giving this to Rick. (laughs) He's going to be using that. I thought it was so cool. I thought it was a really cool thing. And just that the fact that they had that helicopter scene Mm -hmm. and filming that, you're right. The budget on this is just amazing. It's not like you just see them in, in it and, then their crash. I mean, we mm-hmm. see we see different yeah. parts of it. It was really well done. It yeah. was uh, just so good. The whole production of all of that. The only thing that I wanted to bring up in watching this, I did miss the zombies, and I know they show them, mm-hmm. but it's not the. It wasn't the same. I I really miss that. I miss that outdoorsy feel. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking at some point we were going to see Michonne's side, and I was actually eager because I knew that she would probably be out on a road, and I love that feel. I love the feel of the outdoors. This had too much. They're watching a television. They have a nice dining room or a desk table. They have, you're sitting here, you're seeing the beautiful water, and then they have that park. And I'm like, all this is nice, but when you're watching a zombie apocalypse movie or show or whatever it might be, you want that Mm -hmm. grittiness. Mm -hmm. And I was missing that. And I can say I was missing that. So I... I really wanted to see a piece of Michelle, at least at the very end, we got to see them out in the woods. But, and then I, for a a split second, I'm like, are they going to have different walkers? Cause I said that to you in, uh, what, what else did we see recently that I said that I said to you, Oh, are we going to see, I don't know, something came up in my mind, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, are we going to see a walker? That's, uh, uh, you know, a fast yeah. walker like we see in Daryl Dixon. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, of course, you know, that's not what this is about, but still mm-hmm. makes me <laughs> curious about it. Oh, and what if somebody dies in the city or in the military? People die all the time. So it's interesting how I would still feel people would have some sort of outbreaks because people just die in the middle of the night. And then that mm-hmm. person, I'm sure, is going to get up and walk around. <laughs> so. Yeah, killing other people. Maybe we'll learn more. There was one other thing I was going to bring up, and I don't know if you, you know, if you notice this. I watched it several times before, you know, like before Sunday even. But I was trying to pay close attention to the opening sequence and all those pictures, and I'm slow, you know, like looking, looking, trying to piece anything together from those things. And then on the about third, maybe third watch, I'm like, wait a minute, this music sounds familiar. And I was like listening more intently. That was the same song that they used at the end, Rick and Michonne's Codicy. Oh, so uh-huh. that was that same music. So Sam Ewing, who is, he's the composer for The Ones Who Live, but he has always worked with Bear McCreary on The Walking Dead since season five, I believe. I think, I think uh-huh. it is. So, and then... So he's now doing, he's composing and then Bear McCreary is our, is it McCreary? I think it's McCreary. He is, he is like producing on this. So like they've kind of switched spots kind of, you know, so I thought that was really interesting, but I love that they used that thought and then, and then they brought it over to, uh, as the opening song, you know, and the opening credits and things. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I didn't notice it specifically. Usually I notice music, but for some mm-hmm. reason I 
didn't. And the- I think there was just too much going on. And like I said, it I was like so. the third time. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. This sounds familiar. All right. So let's move on to, and the award goes to, because I would love to know, Renee, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? I'm just going to go back to my Rick narrating. I just loved it. You know, I, I just... You know, it was interesting to see how he was trying to correspond with her and tell her these things while at the same time filling viewers in. And I just thought it was a really, I thought it was a very beautiful way to do that. To see, you know, he's pouring out his heart to her and, you know, trying to, you know, hammer home the fact I have been trying and trying to get home to you. I've I've never given up trying to get back to you. And, you know, it, it was just so heartwarming to hear that from him, to know just to see his dedication and all that. And so I just I just absolutely love that narration. I just thought it was wonderful. I did too. And I love that too. And you're right, the writing is such a beautiful thing. It's mm-hmm. it's uh the fact that he's writing to Michonne. Mm-hmm. He's writing her these letters. That's just so special. So for me, I I think that I would say that you know, it's it's always Rick and Michonne, so all of it, right? All <laughs> of it. But I would have to say probably the reunion because that look between them was just something we'd been dying for yeah. for so long. And just, like I said, it was like in slow motion to see his reaction, see her reaction. They're both so surprised. I, I just love that moment. I also want to bring in the dreams because we didn't actually talk about any Mm -hmm. of the dreams. Yeah. And the first time I saw them, I thought they were cute. Uh, I I liked them and, but I wasn't sure how to me, they, they fit in of course, story-wise, but I really wasn't sure. It wasn't until the second time that I saw them that how much I actually really (laughs) loved them because it showed the chemistry that they have, Mm -hmm. which also, like you had mentioned earlier on, we never got to see them this way because they were people that met each other, just survivors. And then they were friends and, you know, then they were lovers and they were married. And so, you know, th- we saw just different parts of them. So we mm-hmm. never were, were, we've never been able to see this. And the fact that Rick is dreaming these things just makes your heart, yeah. you know, <laughs> melt because this is him thinking about that. And the way that they both look is so good. Denies outfits. Oh my gosh. The purple, the blue, the white, her hair, the makeup, the way she looks at him, the way he looks at her. It just is so awesome. I love it. So (laughs) my favorite part is that Rick and Michonne, all of it. So anytime that they're together, I guess. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you hoping for next episode or to see in the series? So I I think, you know, I think you kind of touched on the fact that the next episode from the teaser, I think it's going to be kind of the same thing, but we're going to see now Michonne's story. And I have a feeling it's going to come end right where that is, but maybe we'll get a little more, you know, I think it'll end where Rick's went did, you know, and then, but maybe we'll get a little more (laughs) at that point. But yeah, I'm very excited to see Michonne's story and to see, you know, she's she's still with Aiden and Bailey, who were the 
people she met in season 10 at the very, you know, her last yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. So she's still with them. And then we know there's the guy Nat and that's all we, that's really all we know about the people she, you know, but they're obviously part of that big giant caravan. So I've just been always wanting to know more about that. Like, I hope we get a little something to explain that because who are all those people, you know, and overall in this series, I'm not even sure what to expect. I, you know, like I really, and I don't know what my expectations are because the main thing is their reunion and we know that happens right away. So that, you know, that was like, Oh good. Well, there ticks that one off the box. That was kind of my, you know, making sure that happened. So I don't really have a lot of expectations, but the next episode, I'm really looking forward to it because I'm very curious about Michonne's journey. Yes. And yeah, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I'm hoping for too, is also to see Michonne where she's been and, and, Yes. And I, I agree with you. I hope that they go past where it ended last yeah. week. Uh, that would be good. I, I am worried, like I had mentioned earlier about the reunion, because I don't think it's going to be easy at all. I just really don't. Mm-hmm. And if it was, I'll be shocked. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be easy. And then that's going to be tough for all of us to watch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because they're two different people now and they've traveled different roads and now they're coming together. I'm not saying again that they won't end up together because they must. Yeah. We'll revolt. <laughs> but but it's going to take a little bit. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see all of that. Wondering when Jadis will come in. Maybe, maybe not till three. I don't know. Yeah, I bet uh, I bet we won't see her till three. I mean, that's just my thinking, just because right. I feel like this is gonna be, you know, Michonne and everything. Yeah. Fine, but We'll see. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. We'll see some more. All right. Well, (laughs) that is the wrap up of episode one, the premiere of The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. So please come back for episode two, because we're just having too much fun talking about (laughs) these people that we love. So we are shifting gears to our TV and movie recommendations. So Renee, I would love to know, what are you currently watching? (laughs) So we finished True Detective season one, and that was incredible. I loved it. It was crazy, and I loved it. We've just started uh, Reacher season two, which it's a little, uh, maybe not quite as exciting as one started out. I don't know. You know, I'm sure it'll get, I mean, it's action. It'll, of course, be exciting. I did watch the first episode of Monsieur Spade. I don't know if you've seen that on AMC. It's, uh, I only saw half the episode. Yeah. It's very slow. I'm not, a, I'm not a slow burn type of person. And, and my husband said, yeah, you can finish this one by yourself. So <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't want either. I'm just not sure. It's not that it's bad. Well, it just didn't catch my, yeah. I need attention. Yeah. 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 And then I am, I just started season three of Peaky Blinders. I cannot stop watching that series. I just keep, I, because I've never watched it and I just keep going, going, going. <laughs> I, I, I just started episode or season one about six months ago, but I only, I think I only saw the first season okay. and I didn't, haven't gone back, but I know how much people mm-hmm. love the series. Is it Killian? I always forget if it's I, Killian. I think it's Killian with yeah. Killian Murphy. Murphy, right? yeah. Murphy. Yep. Oh gosh. Because I saw Oppenheimer a while back. And so it made me want to go back and watch this. So I still haven't given up on this series, but I haven't gone back yet. So 
It's another one that's very difficult with all the different accents. Oh my gosh, you, you got Irish and Cockney and all these different, and you're uh-huh. just, yeah, so definitely subtitles for that one because it's very difficult to keep up with. But yeah, I'm loving it. So I'm excited to start season. I just finished season two today, so it'll be exciting. And then I did, I wanted, I was so excited to watch The Last Voyage of the Demeter because Corey Hawkins is in it. And it just, I watched it, but it was not that great. It was just... Yeah, it wasn't that great. Oh, and I, I forgot one I didn't put on the list. I watched one called let me get to, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. So it's kind of a modern day Frankenstein kind of thing. And I cannot think of which walk, there's a Walking Dead actor is in it. So it's this girl that she lives in kind of the projects and she's witnessed more than one person in her family has been gunned down, you know, by gang violence and things like that. Well, she's a very intelligent girl who... uh is very scientific. And so she's like, everyone keeps saying that, you know, death is a disease. She's like, well, then there's got to be a cure. (laughs) (laughs) And so she decides to kind of Frankenstein. So so anyway, but Chad Coleman is in it. He plays her father Uh, and he doesn't have a huge role in it, but he, yeah, he's the father in it, but it was really good. I mean, it's not like going to win major awards anywhere, but it was really good. I liked it a lot, you know, and then I did, I don't think I told you, but I finally watched Oppenheimer. <laughs> no, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was very good. And I'm not a long movie person and all this stuff. So I was very like, oh my gosh, you know, but it was very good. I enjoyed it very much. So I thought you would be proud that I watched it finally. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm I know so you raved about it. Oh, I do. It's so good. Yes. Yeah, it's, it it's really was. Very good. Yeah. I saw The Last Voyage of the Demeter also. I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't great, but I didn't think it was like there's been some yeah. bad movies. But it was just okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. And yes, I was happy to see uh Corey Hawkins too. Let's mm-hmm. hope he shows up somewhere. <laughs> We're still all dying to have him show up somewhere, just right? Tell In the walking dead. For sake. <laughs> I mean, exactly. he could totally be a B, right? He kind of just did what he was supposed to do. And <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. Got to be in there somewhere. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun to see him. Oh, God. I doubt it because he's been so busy. I mean, he's been. Busy, I know. But that's true. Come on. Yes, it's a quick, yeah, a quick yes. thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. All right. So I have uh, quite a few things. So I'm just going to kind of just go right through them. So Love is Blind, season six. Yes, I'm watching this. I have, I, I really do love this series. And it is on Netflix and they dropped six episodes last Friday. I binged them all in one night. I was up till like two in the morning because I just, these people, I just can't, I have to know what happens. And then they drop the next Wednesday, they dropped three more episodes. And then this Wednesday, they'll drop three more. So anyway, two couple. People meet and pause. They don't see each other. They propose. Then they go out. They finally see each other. And then they live uh, at a like a little resort for a little bit. And then they move them to an apartment or one of their apartment. They meet the other people that they were dating in the pods. And that causes some conflict. Like, well, did I make the right choice? Or should I have been with this person? Because, of course, sometimes how someone looks physically does play a part in some people's decisions, not everybody's, some people's. 
And then you just get to know other people's families and other people's jobs. And so you see all this stuff happen and you just can't help but watch it. <laughs> and then after four weeks, they have a wedding and people go up there and say, one of them might say, yeah, I do. And the other one says, no, I don't. And it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so that is what the draw is on that show. I am watching Shameless. I'm super behind, I know, because it's done and people have seen it all. I think there's 11, 12 seasons and I am on season two. So it is a show that I watch after I've watched all my other either reality shows or all my TV shows and I go and watch an episode of Shameless. And so I, I'm, I, I do like it. So I'm watching that. I did finish uh, watching Monarch. Legacy of Monsters on Ooh. Apple TV. That was pretty good. Did you see this at all? No. I mean, I okay. what like a preview of it or something, but yeah. Yeah. So it's the Godzilla. It's about Godzilla, but it's not about Godzilla, even though it's about Monarch, the people surrounded by Godzilla, you know. Uh, so what's cool about this, and the thing that I want to say about this is Kurt Russell plays the current time character and his son Wyatt Russell plays him back in whatever it is the 50s or mm -hmm. maybe even further yeah. back might even be further back than that mm -hmm. so it's cool because you see uh you know different time spans so that's what makes it appealing and I love that a father-son play the same exact role so that yeah. is a, a I did watch Wilderness on Prime because Renee told me, you need to go watch this. <laughs> so I did. I, I just finished it last night, too. I have to say the ending, I was, I was, I don't know how I feel about the ending. I thought yeah. I was waiting for just a little bit more or a little bit yeah. something. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was high intensity. <laughs> what the heck is going to happen with yes. these people? This woman and what she's going to do about her cheating husband. Yes. <laughs> all the people involved. So yes. check that out. <laughs> and then True Detective, I do want to say I saw the final episode of season four. So good. I'm a huge, huge fan of all the True Detectives. Season four was so amazing to me. I highly recommend it. Just so well done. And now there is a season five because season four was so successful. So Issa, yeah. Issa Lopez will continue yeah, with that. this franchise and move forward. And because of it, I started watching season one because my husband has never seen any of True Detective. So he really enjoyed season four with me. And I have to tell you, they're really different because going back and watching this, and I haven't watched it for 10 years or whenever it came out, I think almost 10 years, or not 10, five years ago, however many years ago. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been quite a while. And I'm still liking it and everything, mm -hmm. but it's just totally different. I mean, mm -hmm. one's in Alaska. And like I said, this the current one is more moody, more might be supernatural kind of vibe mm -hmm. to it. And so uh, so they're, they're different in that aspect mm -hmm. of it. But all of True Detective, I do like them. And then all the reality shows are starting. And so I'm watching American Idol and I'm watching The Voice and I'm enjoying those. And then for movies, Upgraded on Netflix, check that out. It's a cute film. 
Camilla Mendez plays Anna, an aspiring art intern. It's it's really, it's a nice uh, rom-com. So mm. check that out. The Holdovers is a Oscar-nominated film. It's on Prime. I really liked it. I will discuss it more in our Oscars uh, podcast. So check it out if you want to hear more about it. But I would recommend that movie. And then Suncoast, I watched on Hulu. It's a semi-autobiographical coming-of-age story stars Nico Parker, who is Sandy Newton's daughter. And I didn't realize it until after I had watched it. Really cute girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she lives with her mom, Laura Linney. Oh, man, Laura Linney, man, she is a hard mom. Did you watch this movie? Not yet. I'm so I want to see it, though. I really I'm I'm excited to see it. (laughs) Wow. I would not want her as a mother. (laughs) Do you know, she kind of is on Ozark. But yeah. it's just like, she's kind of like that, but not, oh man, she just, <sighs> anyway, so what it is, is this girl, her, her brother is, is dying and I'm not giving anything away because that's how it starts yeah. off and how she copes with it, how the mom copes with it. And Woody Harrelson is in it too. And she, this girl befriends Woody Harrelson's character. And so it's just, it's good. It's a good movie. It's one of those movies that is kind of quiet. You know, it's probably not going to get a widespread of people watching it. But if you sometimes when you just want to watch a a good movie, that would, this would be it. So those are my recommendations. All right. And if you have any recommendations, you can reach out to us again on social media, or you can call us at, because we have a voicemail that you can leave us a message at. And it is 669-223-8542. And that is in our show notes. Renee, thank you for our conversation today. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you asking me. It's always, always fun. (laughs) I have Renee's link in our show notes and check out all her writings on Undead Walking because, uh, yeah, we want everyone to check those out because she has just great articles, so informative. And so, yeah, check that out. All right. And we want to thank all of you for tuning in today. We are grateful you joined us and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to our website at screensinfocus.com. And why not share this podcast with a friend because we would love more members of our TV club. You can find our website link in our show notes. And remember to keep watching, keep exploring, and keep those screens in focus. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.